to maximize your influence. Your resource for the top persuasion, influence, and negotiation techniques that will help you maximize your success in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, Kurt Mortensen and Steve Olson. Hello, team. Maximize your influence. This is Kurt Mortensen. This is episode 179 of Maximize Your Influence. As we teach you the skills, traits, and techniques you need to know to take your persuasion and influence to the next level to make sure you reach your goals this year. Of course, you can find us at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And we're also on Twitter at InfluenceMax. So take a look at those. If you want the archives, that's available on the free membership of Influence University at InfluenceUniversity.com. But hey, enough housekeeping. Let's get into some techniques. Let's get into a blunder or a ninja, but I think this week we'll do a takeaway. And I think the takeaway sound should be this one. The cha-ching. Who doesn't love the cha-ching sound, right? Now, a takeaway is something that we have when we see a technique in process or being used on us. And this is one that happened to me, actually. And I study persuasion influence for a living. And every once in a while, I just, yeah, okay, I get it. I see what's going on. Even though I've gotten it before, I re-get it. I guess that's kind of how we have to put it that way. So we have one of those Alexa machines, you know, where you say, hey, Alexa, what's the weather? Put this to the shopping list. Turn this on, turn that off. Kind of annoying, kind of fun. Kids like it anyway. I guess you could choose which side you're on on that one. And for some reason, my teenage daughter was listening to Journey which flashes me back to my teenage years. At least they're later albums, right? So this Journey song's in the background. It's this slow song, this slow dance song. That was in the background. I was getting a little tense, a little uneasy, a little nervous, trying to figure out, wow, what are these feelings coming from? And then it dawned on me that it was the music that was doing a subconscious trigger to me, flashing me back to my young junior high years where that was the slow song when that came on you had to man up and ask a young girl for a dance and all those feelings kind of flooded back and i didn't even know that was happening and that's the wonder about music it just kind of happens to you and if i hadn't analyzed this i would have just felt nervous tense and uneasy and gone with it and i just would have had to deal with those feelings and so that's a lesson to all of us that music smells colors symbols all these things can trigger instant memories, instant feelings, and sometimes we don't even know why or where they're coming from. But hey, that's my takeaway for the week. Remember, it all matters. Color, smell, music, how close you stand, your breath, perfume, cologne, the words you use, your gestures. That's all packaged together to help you influence with power and authority. We also have an interview we're going to be cutting away to, but before we do, we got to get into the geeky article. So, Urkel, go! (laughs) So I didn't go to a journal this time. I went online. This guy's name's Brian Zercher. He's the founder of Scene, S-E-E-N. And he went through the internet to compile some different research, which I thought was fascinating. I love the research. Everything I teach is based on research. He's talking about trust and in influencer marketing. Trust in a sales process, it's all important. And so we all know that you need to establish trust. No trust, no sale, no persuasion. We know that. But there's some challenges with the numbers. When I was doing research for my book, Persuasion IQ, I found out that persuasion was an all-time low. And in the last five years, the persuasion level had dropped 6%. I thought, wow, that's interesting. So let me just share some of these with you. It's a real eye-opener to understand how these are. Because here's something that's really important. Even though you're a good, trustworthy, 
honest, ethical, nice person, which you are because you listen to this podcast. We only allow nice people to listen to it, right? Nice and trustworthy people. Doesn't mean people trust you. Don't assume that just because you're trustworthy that people will trust you. It just does not work out that way. It's a change. 20 years ago, it was, I trust you, give me a reason not to. Now it's, I don't trust you, give me a reason to trust you. So there's some differences there. So this study he pulled was from Havis Media. says uh, only 22% of brands are trusted. 22%. That means no loyalty. That means they're not telling their friends. That means if something better comes along, they're switching. 22%. That's terrible. Here's another one. This comes from Blog Lovin. 61% of women said they won't engage with an influencer's sponsored content if it doesn't feel genuine. Now, that's a word we're hearing a lot lately. Genuine, authentic, it feels right. Mm, those subconscious triggers. It could be 100% authentic and genuine, but if it doesn't feel that way, it doesn't come across that way, you're using the wrong colors, the wrong triggers, the wrong words, then all of a sudden you're not authentic and it doesn't matter what you have, what you're offering, how good the deal is, they're going to back away and they're not going to engage. Now, even though that's specifically women, that's true for everyone. More for women than men, but both are looking for genuine and authentic. Forbes did some research and found out that 43% of millennials rank authenticity over content when consuming news. Hmm, so that means that what they're looking for is trusting a company or the news site before they look at the content. <laughs> That's true, especially if you're into politics. It's amazing how one website spins something totally different than the other website. Then you have another website making things up, and you got another website. Anyway, I go on and on. Don't want to get into politics, but that's so true. So they're looking for somebody they can trust that's telling the truth, which I think a lot of people are feeling right now is very difficult to find. So this study is done by the YouTube Generation Study. It says 60% of YouTube subscribers say they would follow advice on what to buy from their favorite YouTube creator over a traditional celebrity. I can see that. The celebrities now, the Hollywood types, they get into politics or they start endorsing a cause and people are like, yeah, whatever, you're just a movie star. I mean, that's kind of how it is. And so people don't give them a lot of credibility for that. People use them because they're famous, but they're saying here, someone that you're following on YouTube that you're seeing, that you're getting to know that's authentic, that's genuine, that you feel a connection with, you're more likely to follow their advice. That makes sense, and that's a big shift. It used to be you could get a sports superstar or a celebrity and have them sponsor your product. It used to work really well, not as much as it used to. People can see right through that now. Nielsen did another study and found out that 83% of consumers trust recommendations from their peers over their advertising. Well, that's nothing new. That came out with Persuasion IQ. It's up a little higher. I think we're looking for people to trust, so that's always a big one. A referral a testimonial, an endorsement, somebody recommending you, your company, your product, your service is always going to be the best form of persuasion because you're borrowing the credibility from somebody else. Because remember, you have something to gain. So they're looking at you, wait a minute, too good to be true, why are they saying that? Even though you're trustworthy, they might find things that cause them to think you aren't trustworthy. So last one from Technorati, 54% of consumers believe the smaller the community, the bigger the influence. Oh, okay. We're all about social media and about community and about tribes. So we're taking a look at things that the smaller the community, meaning there's only 10 people in this inner circle in this community versus a million people, the trust level's much higher in the smaller community than the huge, larger community, which makes sense when you think about it. We're always after these big, huge, massive lists and things that we're working on. But sometimes an inner circle, maybe 10 people, maybe 100 people, maybe 1,000 people, 
can have more influence on each other than, say, a million or two million. Some thoughts to think about with the geeky article of the day. And if you want to take a deeper dive into the five C's of trust, you'll need to go back to episode 19. Of course, the archives are on influenceuniversity.com. The free membership will let you get to the podcast archives and a few other things. Take a look at our silver program where every week you get a new video, a new audio about different tools of persuasion and influence. A very deep dive on things that will make a huge difference in your life. That being said, again, thanks for being here. Appreciate all your comments and feedback. Let's break away to our interview. Hello, welcome, Maximize Your Influence Nation. Good to have you here. We've got a great interview today with Michelle Plunkett. Get your notepads out. Great information about self-persuasion and mindset. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, Kurt. We're glad to have you here. And Michelle's the author of Your Power of Pleasure. It's an interesting title. So tell us about yourself, why you do this research, and what that title means. Glad to be here, Kurt. I was having a little season of hopelessness and darkness, about 18. This led to a couple of years of changes and things and mindsets. And then I just felt it was very important. Emotions are so important in your mindset to help people move forward, stay motivated, just enjoy more pleasure in your life. Without that foundation, people really miss out. Oh, I agree. I mean, pleasure, happiness, joy. Making life worth living is a big part of it. You know, why do we do what we do? Why do we work so hard? So I agree with that. And so let's talk about that. But of course, as you know, before we do, we have to ask you, what is the worst vegetable on the planet? I have to say Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Yeah, that's up there in my top five. And I think that is the universal hated vegetable out there, the Brussels sprouts. And everyone claims, hey, Kurt, if I cook it to you the right way you like them. I'm not so sure about that, but (laughs) we'll take the green Brussels sprouts that uh, do not smell well. So a good answer on that one. We'll take that. Let's get into that mindset and talk about some things and give our listener a few tools to help them out as we get into this. Uh, One thing you talked about is positive energy. And I noticed when I researched laws of charisma that charismatic people had energy. They draw people to them. And when you talk to them, you feel more energetic. You feel more optimistic. So What are some things that we can do to improve our positive energy, to attract better people in our lives and just to feel better? Where it starts really is to expect it. I mean, it starts in your mindset. To manifest things, I believe you have to start with your mindset. Regardless of what's happening around you and in your environment, you have to start putting it in there first, and then things will start to happen. And until that point, usually you'll just keep getting more of the same because you're so caught up in the whatever you're dealing with, the problems or the pain, and without instilling something, you're just going to keep receiving the same, most likely. Okay, so is it all mindset? Does it matter what we do with our body and our health? Is that a correlation there? Definitely, of course. Moving, exercising, eating well, being with people, uh, like mindset. Sometimes you're not always in a position to have that type of environment around you, but as most of it, depending on yourself, I would go with those things. I like what you said about surrounding yourself with the right people, but one question I get quite a bit is like, I'm just surrounded by negativity. I mean, people are watching the news and Mm -hmm. they get sucked down and they're around negative people. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's one thing to say, well, don't associate with them, but sometimes they're family, sometimes they're coworkers. How do we deal with those negative people that are sucking the life out of us? I love how you word that, Kurt. And I, especially, I know there's, you have the Aunt Edna I've heard, and I just love <laughs> that comment. That's my favorite. I have to be honest with you, I've 
had that and I do have it. And I think most people do, but some have it a lot more than others. I know for myself, I really try to get time by myself. You just have to. It's almost like your energy level, you kind of feel like you're saying it sucks the life out of you, which it does. But I find that if you can get away from it, you have to get away from it. You got one room in your house. Best is if you can just get away outside, go for a walk, go to a park, go somewhere else away from that energy on a daily basis. And it can really give you the strength that you can keep that focus. At least you have that little bit to look forward to as opposed to you have this other. But it does free up your mind a little bit to just get away from it. No, I like that. I think alone time, getting out in the sun, going for a walk, doing something different. I think a big part of it too is just noticing that they're sucking the life out of you. Sometimes I don't think we notice and that's definitely something that can help our energy and our psyche and our mindset and our self-persuasion. All these things are critical. And I've mentioned this before is that it doesn't matter what tools or techniques or education you have. If your mind's not in the right place, nothing else matters. And great information on the positive energy. And I also noticed that you wrote about the psychological effects of music. And I've researched music and how it affects persuasion and influence. Tell us what you've learned about music and how it helps our psyche and our mindset in every aspect of our life. For myself, yes, the music is a big help kind of quiets your mind actually because your mind's always going you got thoughts coming but that just puts you in a more relaxed state whether you enjoy it with words or without it has such a a positive effect on you kind of like just takes you to another dimension for a little bit i know there's been studies done on it it definitely helps I had the opportunity to be around a lot of senior residents. This one particular program they had introduced was a cognitive development program, and they found that the music, literally, to be having it around them, it just increased their mood levels. Some of them were depressed, a lot of different things going on in their life, but they just really noticed it was such a big improvement for themselves as well. So I think that's a big plus for anybody. We'll follow up on that. That's interesting. And I believe that too. Music does amazing things. Is there a certain type of music that triggers these responses or does it depend on the person's taste? What have you noticed? The one group I was working with, it actually depended on their era, what they were used to that brought enjoyment. One woman in particular, I loved it. She would just sing a Christmas carol that she loved and she would just start singing out at the top of her lungs on holy night and it was just so beautiful it would come over her and literally this woman had gotten to a point in her mind where she could hardly communicate a sentence but when we played this song she would sing it so beautifully it was really wonderful so i think it does depend what they're used to but not always i still think there's enjoyment in music so it sounds like music that resonates with you. You can also use that when you're dealing with negative people. You need to get into your, I guess, your happy place, we'll call it. That's mm. always important. Music is powerful, not only when you influence, but also for your self-persuasion is going to be really important. So I agree with that. And there's been a lot of studies done on music and how it affects us. But let's switch gears a little bit here. I love when you talked about gratitude. And I've seen this as I've interviewed successful people, a gratitude. Why did you bring that into your research. Why do you feel gratitude is so important? That's another great question. First of all, because I didn't have much of it. I discovered as I was observing other people, why do these people do what they do? And why do they act the way they act? When I perceive them, they should be happy based on what I'm seeing in their life. I don't understand why they're not. So I came to realize that they were missing this part of gratitude because in my mind, they had so much to be thankful for, but they weren't thankful. 
And it just seemed like they would just find more things to complain about. And then I would observe it in another realm. And then I began to observe it in my own realm. And I thought, it's almost like you're coming up against the same wall over and over and over. So, and then I would learn about it. And I thought it's really a secret for people. People really start the smallest little thing. Like maybe you opened your eyes, like maybe you can talk, you can walk. Some people can't. So just to find the smallest things to be grateful for really starts you on a treadmill of finding more things. And then it increases your joy and your pleasure. Since you're enjoying something, it's making you feel better. You want to keep doing it if it's improving your life. So to me, I just find that is paramount. When I discovered that, the more I do it, even though I feel like we all have obstacles, we all have challenges, there's all things we can complain about, but that's a better realm to go into. And especially when you're focusing on having um, other things come into your life and more positive people, that type of thing, more energy, it definitely a benefit. Yeah, I like that. It seems like when people are looking for gratitude, they're looking for things that are positive in their life, they're a little more optimistic versus those that are negative and pessimistic and don't have that gratitude or always that downward spiral that everything's wrong versus the things that are right. So that's a great message about gratitude and mindset and getting our mind in the right place because our thoughts are real, our mindset is real, and it really affects every aspect of our life from our, our health to our energy that we talked about. Those are important things. It's the most important thing that we can work on, but that's the thing that everybody works on last, which is frustrating because they want the skills, they want the persuasion, they want to learn how to do real estate, but it's in these skills that make the big difference. So that's valuable information. So what is the one thing that maybe we've missed, the one thing you want to share with our listeners that can really help them with their mindset to be on the right track and to be more successful? Here's the one thing that I feel is really important for your listeners, Kurt. The fact that we all experience pain and pleasure in our life, but to focus on expecting more pleasure in your life, you really have to discover on the possibility of having more pleasure because there's different circumstances with pain. To keep receiving that just going around and around and around, you really have to be expectant of more pleasure. I mean, the media and things come at us, you're going to be a certain age and this is going to happen to you possibly, or this medical condition is going to come upon you, or the economy is going this way and receive this type of result in your finances. I mean, a lot of it's negative. To combat that, just seek to put a little pleasurable positivity in there. It'd be a great benefit. And then they can manifest more pleasure and keep an even balance. As you like to say, keep balance in your life and just improve their lives, improve their health. Well, that's a great point, that balance that we need to have, the, the pleasure. A lot of people don't realize we can't get out of life alive. <laughs> I think yeah. everybody realized that. You might as well enjoy the journey and have fun <laughs> and it's your relationships and find that pleasure because our mind sometimes focuses on the pain instead of the pleasure. We focus on the negativity instead of the things that are positive. We focus on being pessimistic versus optimistic. And if we could just change our mindset and our outlook and our view on a lot of things, it makes a big difference. And not only in our happiness and our success and our mindset, but then we attract different people and more people want to be around us. And like we mentioned earlier, no one wants to be around that person that sucks the life out of you, that's always negative. You have to ask yourself, could that be you? It might be. You might have some aspects of that. But that's great information to really help us focus in on that mindset. So, Michelle, really appreciate it. Where can the listeners find out more about you and your books and what you do? Thank you, Kurt. Actually, MichellePlunkett.com, and that's with one L. 
there'll be a free gift on there for your listeners. And I'm sure they'll enjoy that. Just some little tips and just reminders a little bit from our discussion. I think that'd be very beneficial. Appreciate it. That's MichellePlunkett.com. And we appreciate the interview. Thanks for being here today. And we want to have everyone go out and persuade with power. Power.